I've pretty much always played the same type of ball my entire life, but I recently made a change that a lot of other people are making. I put the Callaway Chrome Softball in my bag. I played with it all week in England. The adjustment period was way shorter than I was expecting, and I'm completely sold. We're here to tell you about the trip. Let's go. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! All right, guys, welcome back to part two of the England trip wrap-up. If you missed part one, I would recommend going back and listening to that part first. Uh, Tron and I spent four days in England playing golf. Uh, The six courses we played were the Belfry, West Lancashire, Royal Birkdale, Royal Liverpool, Wallasey, and Lytham. The first four on that list are covered in part one. We're going to get to Wallasey and Lytham within this episode And as well, we're bringing in James Summerside from Golf Breaks, who's going to talk a bit about how the trip came together, what kind of options are are there out there for listeners uh, from the U.S., either coming over to the U.K. Uh, There's a sweepstakes giveaway to Mexico. There's options to go down and play in the Dominican Republic. And we're just going to talk about a bit more about the overall general experience of the trip within this one, as well as break down those final two courses. So uh, without further ado, hope you enjoy and then that night we we drove north a little bit and stayed we stayed up in Blackpool. Yeah, stayed yep. up in Blackpool, and uh, woke up Sunday morning. This morning, um, drove out, drove back towards Liverpool, um, and played at Wallasey Golf Club. I think the home I, of Stableford. The home of Stableford. Stableford. It is on all of their T-shirts, on the scorecard, on the yardage book. Um, I think I liked it the most out of our threesome, probably because I played rather well. I would say this morning, um, it was. I don't know. It, it was. A, it, so it was across the across the estuary or the river from Liverpool proper. First of all, Liverpool. I'm, I, I like infrastructure. I like bridges and tunnels and ports and shit like that. I'm kind of weird like that, but Liverpool, like they had the, one of the coolest tunnels long ass tunnel (laughs) went under that river yeah i've been in some in norway that are like legitimately 15 kilometers but this was i mean it was deep and like wide that was a big ass (laughs) tunnel i was i was psyched i think we went through it like three times trans tunnels um yeah I, i just love infrastructure but but yeah it's kind of it's kind of down um down uh maybe 15 20 minutes south of of Liverpool proper, but right on right on the ocean, and uh, that was probably the one course where I felt like I was the most. I was in a, I was in a different, like I was out of the country, yeah. out of the United States. Like it, it felt a it little was, bit foreign to me. I loved the the clubhouse is super close to the first tee box. Like it kind of frames the back of the first tee box. Um, the first few holes were phenomenal, and you get out to the fourth tee for. It, what I mean, the best view we saw at any yeah. hole on this trip, and one of the best golf holes we played, I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's a par five, dogleg left, but you can miss into the other fairway, the 17th fairway is right to the left. I mean, really, you can just step on a driver and hit it's, it. It's a total two hundred yards, like either way, and it's it's total green light. The ball's in the yeah. air forever. And it's and you're looking right out at the Irish Sea. Yeah. There's a beach walking path right there. There's a little fence there to keep people off the course. But um, I mean that yeah that was we kept I don't know how many pictures we took on the top of that tee box. I mean that was that was one of my favorite holes that we played. It might be the, my favorite hole that we played on the trip. It reminds me really? of I mean it reminds me of like number six or seven at Bally Bunyan. I think number seven and number four at Pacific Dunes as far as. The hole that just frames a big, huge body of water with a great view. It gives you an aerial view of that water, um, and I love. I loved like a dogleg right par five is is like. Or I'm sorry, dogleg left par five is like straight up my alley, and uh, being able to be yeah, able to aim at it as far so left as you want. Yeah, <laughs> that, that helps as well. I had a little smother hook going this week. Um, um, uh, yeah, I, I'd put it way up there with someone. For me, it, it reminded me most of. 
played out at Half Moon Bay a couple times uh, out at the Ritz out there, and it reminded me of the Lynx course there, the last couple holes, like where you're right, you're on the cliffs kind of above the Pacific, and but it's it's very linksy and wide open. Like, it, but it, it was it was very enjoyable, um, and then really five six. I felt like that one. It, it ran out of a little bit of steam towards the end of the front nine. A little bit. There were there a were bit. yeah. There were a couple there, holes. There were a lot of. It wasn't a perfect golf course. It was a lot of. They had a lot of really good holes. There yes. were some holes that were kind of meh, but um, I don't know. The, the overall, it, it, it it's not the same kind of experience as the Royal courses. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit like. The greens were fantastic. The greens were the best I think we saw overall. Yeah. Litham was good on the front nine. The back nine greens were not as good. Yeah. These were the best greens we saw. Yeah. But it was it was a little scruffy around some of the edges. Yeah. Like on just on the on the rough or that sort of thing. And so like so seven, eight, and nine I thought were a little bit weak. And then we got to I think we got to like ten, eleven, and it just got it picked back it, up. It got awesome again. It picked way yeah. back up. The great par 3, 12th, I think it was. Old with the glory. Old glory with the yeah. bunkers surrounding it. Like, yeah. A couple good par 5s. Uh, it took driver out of our hand a lot, which I like. I think that's yeah. a really fun part yeah, of you wins hit, golf. You had a lot of 3 irons. Solid hit 3 iron off of like 5 tees in a row. That's fine. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I shot 75. No. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> There, yeah, there's a lot of holes that there's no real reason to. And I mean, let's get some yardages on some of these. I mean, there's like a lot of yeah. 340 holes that you couldn't drive. Yeah. And well, so the, so that was my thing. Like so, um, like eight was 385 ish. Uh, Ten was 310. But like a severe uphill yeah. dog leg right. That was kind of a cool hole. I like yeah. that. Eleven was like. Can we talk about James' cheeky forward he played on that hole? He's got 90 yards in. He hit a four wood. He did like a hybrid chip up the hill. Where did it end up? Did it go through? No, it got up on the front. No, that was yeah. yeah. That was that was very. He cheeky. did that a couple times. Yeah, like more, increasingly so throughout the trip. So I was putting from everywhere. James was taking four wood from everywhere. <laughs> Way off the green. Um, <laughs> it was, and then it was. We made it around easily in under four hours. I thought the 18th hole was not not our favorite hole, but so, it, I yeah. loved the way it came right well, back to the clubhouse, right right underneath the patio. Like people can sit and 15 watch. 15 was cool, and then I thought 17 was one of the one of the best holes we played. I thought that was top top four or five holes we played. The one. Oh man, that was like, yeah. That that reminded me of like the best of Northern Michigan or the best of like just really. That was a tough hole. Yeah, it was like. 450 uphill into the wind. <laughs> so that that's that hole frames the fourth hole that I was talking about. So that if you miss left, you're on the fourth yeah. hole. So you can see the ocean again. And it's a blind second shot uh, to this green that goes Depending back. Depending upon if you hug the left side with your drive, you can see it. You yeah. can see it. And, it and then it like kind of goes up into this almost like an inlet, and then the green is back in like this little harbor. Amongst all this heather, it was so cool. Yeah, man, that was that was a really fun golf course. I love that. But and that, then, that, that, that's and then the drive kind of I don't know. Like I thought the drive was a little bit. I was kind of surprised. It was a little bit gimmicky on eighteen. But then your second shot into eighteen, the clubhouse is right behind, and it was a fantastic Frames approach. So, so beautifully. Yeah, I thought like this. This course wasn't perfect by any stretch, but it's a perfect change of pace. Yeah, from the other courses, and I, I, mean, I would. It would be a very high recommendation for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a must play, but if, if somebody's going there yeah. again, if the question was, "Hey, we're playing here and here," what's another course maybe I haven't heard of? I would say Walls. I know a lot of people have heard of it. I had also before like we you just don't want to go to. I mean, if you played Litham or Burkdale like every day, you get you you just get the shit beat out of you. you know, certain yeah, things. it would hurt a little <laughs> You're bit. You're worn out. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a good change of pace. To not I mean, it's not an easy course by any stretch, but you just don't have to be quite as on point and you can you can spray it a little bit more with with some of your drives and but it's still demanding as hell on the par threes um and there's some great long holes too so yeah, yeah wallacey was cool wallacey sorry wallacey um and then we need to get james on here to to like 
pronounce all of these for us too because they sound totally sounds different way different and more, way more <laughs> exotic and cool coming out of his mouth. Um, They're meant to be said with a British accent. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and then we scooted on up north, back up north uh, to Blackpool to play Royal Lithuan and St. Anne's in the afternoon. Final round of the trip. So it was daylight savings time. We, we sprang forward today yeah, so over we, here. We so, spring forward two weeks after the U.S. does. So yeah. we'd see it off at 3 o'clock. There was no one out on that golf course on a 60-degree sunny day. Wind was wind. Was wind. So we had, uh, we had the opposite of the prevailing wind. Which meant the first hole was a 200-yard par 3 dead into the wind. Second hole was 410-yard so par 4. First of all, you go, into the, you go in the pro shop. Pro shop's like separate from the clubhouse. And the pro reminds me that there's, you know, 250 bunkers on the course, I think. I was like, oh, yeah, like that's, that's exactly the visual. At all. Sixth round, we're so, Yeah, out. he's like, play for position, don't necessarily play you know jockey for distance throughout the day so yeah i mean you get right out there first holes like just it, i i really like a, like a par three first hole i think that's cool um this one is tough yeah this really is tough. hard you it, it was almost unreachable with a three iron it might have been unreachable i didn't get there and again like the yeah so the wind was opposite so typically it's either kind of a crosswind or downwind um and then the second and third holes, like, so it was a 440-ish yard par four for us today. The second was, and then a 470-yard par four. We were one over playing the red, 457. Yeah, but some of these tees we were... Yeah, that's true. We were a little further back. Um, the third hole, that was the one we were talking about that was not reachable. And there's a train, there's a train track running all the way down the right side of both of these holes to where... Like and, and and the wind is just whipping. I think I think on number two I was I found my ball each time, but all my shots were. I know two I had a great great approach in. Mm-hmm. I just I was so wipey with my swing, just wipey. And not a good visual if you're wipey to have those train tracks run down the right mm, side. Not good. Not yeah. good, especially with the wind right into your face. Uh, but yeah, the greens were relatively flat. Um, but th- this was the course. Too, where I felt like when they have the tournament, like this course with rough and with like, I felt like they could turn the greens up to another notch more than any of the other courses we played and just make this, make this thing. Yeah. The surfaces were really good. Yeah. They got a little choppy on the back nine, but, but it was, yeah. it was, it was, I thought the second best greens behind Wallsey that we putted. And the, the, uh, it's pretty flat, but it's kind of there's a lot of gorse and heather, and you feel there's some miniature dunes. That little mini dunes kind of roll in the fairway, but it's inland. Like you're in the middle. I mean, it almost feels like a town square, like a giant town square that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it just they've got these little. It was kind of like prairie dunes, and the fact that they've got these little tiny like, waves. In the fairways that are just kind of... Uh, it's a cool visual effect. Yeah. Like and the just, bunkering... The bunkering was... It was the best bunkering of any course I've ever played. Yeah. By far. Just the 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 shaping around the bunkers, the placement of the bunkers, and just the aesthetics of the bunkers was absolutely second to none. If you're missing a green... In the spot you're not trying to miss it in, you probably ended up in a bunker. Like if you if you're if you pull one and you, even if you didn't know a bunker was there and it's like not the clear place to miss, you're probably in a bunker. Um, and the fair, the, the I like, but I love how the the bunkers line you up off the tee. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's almost it was always fair. it was all out there. There's almost you. always yeah. a so if there's a bunker that comes in on the left at 240, the one on the right comes in at 270. So you have the option to carry the one on the left. But you just got to avoid reaching the one on the right. It was never like you have to place one in between these two bunkers. I hate. Yeah. I don't like that on, on tee shots. But yeah, this one was pretty much. I mean, it's no surprise. Like David Duval, Tom Lehman, Ernie Els. I think have won the last three opens there. Uh, Adam Scott's played exceptionally well there. Like it was for the first sixty-eight. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. 
I mean, you had to golf your ball. Like this was this was the hardest of the courses yeah. we played, just from a golf perspective. Like this was, in my mind, this was the best golf course. I thought the last five holes or so were eh. they were okay, but through the first fifteen it was, or through the first fourteen, it was unbelievable. It was it was so much fun. Um, play, and that was our best win. Most most win we got to play play with, and then yeah, I mean seven. So seven's like this nearly six hundred yard par five. Oh my and we god, played that hole! Um, that was like a four shot par five. James hit a driver off the deck there that was pretty gnarly. Uh, it was spectacular, um, but yeah, I mean like the sixth. She got back to back par fives there for. You know, I think the pros play six as a as a par four, and then eight is like you didn't really like eight. I did. I don't love approaches up to like flat, like to to elevated green surfaces that you can't like see the surface of. So, but I felt like that was kind of the beauty of it. So you you go back, you feel like you're like four miles away from the clubhouse. Like it it, it almost go goes out. straight out. Um, all into the wind. Yeah. yeah. So so I think typically this hole's this hole's got a little bit more strategy to it because it's like or strategy I should say. Strategy like George W. Bush here. Um you got like the you got three cross bunkers out there at like 330, 340 yards out. Um which typically it's downwind and you kinda of have to think about them off the yeah, tee. Think least. about them off the tee. And then it almost go it kinda of goes straight up to this false frontish green. And it's kind of like it's a really lush corner of the property mm-hmm. too. There's some really great trees back there. It was it was very cool. The trains all the way down the right side of that again. Um, Nine's a cool little part. And three. then nine, yeah, it's like it's kind of like a little kind of reminded me of like a corner pocket on a pool table. Yeah, you are that's you're far out furthest point on the go, on the course. Yeah, and it's it's this kind, of, it's kind of wedged into this little um, this little corner of the property. You kind of hit diagonal into the corner of the property, and then start coming back towards the clubhouse after it. But There's apartments all around. And yeah, stuff. but it's, it's and it's not long. It's like 100 and, 150, 160 yards. Even for the pros, it's not long. Yeah, and there but there's seven bunkers around the green, and um, I think I I think I made a mess of this one, but it's it's just a really really interesting, fun little par three. Two eighty four to the front. That sound you just heard was Tron taking driver off the deck from way downtown on the 11th hall at Royal Death and St. Anne's. Uh, You may have also heard my reaction to it. I don't think I could help it after hearing that sound and seeing that baby fade. That ball rolled all the way up to the front of the green. He almost made his eagle. We were smashing the Callaway Epic driver all over England this past weekend. If you can't tell, we're still excited about it. You should be excited about it as well. You can find out more about the Callaway Epic Driver, how you can get fitted for the right one for you at CallawayGolf.com. Back to the rest of the podcast. It got so much more fun when we turned back towards the clubhouse and got played downwind. Yeah. I mean, really, so really, like, looking at the routing, one, two, three, four. So when you're out at, like, eight and nine, you're you're literally, you're, like, 20, you're, like, 2,000 to 2,500 yards away. From the clubhouse, yeah, like it's it's and then and then, but you can still kind of see it too. Like it, it's it's an awesome. It's a really it's a really cool. Too. It's a really long course, um, and it's all inland, so it's you know it's it's, it's kind of winding or the square in the middle of these two towns almost. Um, yeah, and then ten we kind of flipped around and went straight down straight downwind. Um, but the bunkering from really from like. Seven or eight. I mean, seven had how many? Seven had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen bunkers, and each of them was really well placed. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of bun- a lot of holes that have these bunkers. Maybe you know at sixty yards from the green that don't make a ton of sense. Like it's a part a longer par four that 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 shouldn't come into play until you hit one into the rough. 
You get and out of position. And yeah, you got to think about those yeah. bunkers with your next shot. If you want to try to hit a runner, run down the fairway. It you can't. It's you cannot do it. Those bunkers are just absolute death if you hit if you hit them into them. And they're, and they're small enough that they don't suck up everything. We didn't hit a ton of balls. They were fair. Bunkers. I felt like they were the ones at Birkdale were probably more of like just a full shot penalty. Yeah, the, these were like a half shot penalty. So I don't think I hit into one until nine today. Um, but like they were just, they still allowed you, they almost tempted you to go for it and then kind of thread the needle as far as trajectory goes. Um, and then 11 was like a 600 yard par, par five. We played at 540. Okay. I just wanted to, I I know you hit driver (laughs) off the deck. So I was 285 out. You'll see the video. We're going to post it. Probably the best shot I hit all trip, to be honest. I'm it was del- to- it was delicious. It was beautiful. Smoke driver off yeah. the deck, off that kind of turf, downwind. It's going to run for every cut to the front. Again, just like rolling fairway, like just rolling. Uh, it was like a set of waves coming in yeah. all the way down the end. Uh, but yeah, I mean the bunkering there, fantastic again. And then uh, twelve was a cool little par three. 13 was a really, really good short four. Yep. Um, like only 340, 350 yards. But again, 340, 350 yards, you've got, you've got like 12 bunkers on it. Um, 14 was long, long par four. Um, yeah, and then really, I mean, it was, you, you close it out with, with six straight par fours. They're all different. They're all yeah. There was a lot of variety. Like yeah. you, you know, they were and 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 they're all facing different directions too. I think so. Eighteen wasn't the strongest finishing hole. I mean, it's like it's only three ninety or something for us. Even for the pros, it's not that long. But it, it is a great look at the clubhouse. Like it's a the clubhouse is just directly behind eighteenth green again. Seventeen was exceptionally tough. Like that was tough. Hole. So we were talking about Adam Scott bogeying four Good. the last four holes. Yeah. To lose by when, he, when he lost to the big sleazy, um, and that was—I mean, I can totally see him bogeying seventeen. Like that's a—that's a hard asshole, and 15 15's hard too. So, but but like sixteen and eighteen are—they weren't too. There's tough. no excuse to blow it in that bunker on eighteen. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, seventeen had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 17 has 16 bunkers on it. Each of them is like... Like, that was a minefield driving yeah. it off the tee. And then 18 has... That was... Man. That was... I take back what I said about 18. It's not a long... That long 18 hole. 18 has 17 bunkers. But that The way the, those bunkers frame is it's pretty fascinating. It's like a really cool visual visual line. Yeah. It's a funky shape green around there. That was... Yeah, I think that was... Maybe I just like that stretch. I mean, I, I kind of felt like the, the course got a little monotonous towards the end, but 18 was just such a cool finishing to that classic clubhouse. Yeah. And I felt like if you hit two, if if you hit a good drive into 18, you had a good shot at making a birdie. Yeah, yeah, it's a gettable hole. So, Might be gettable. So um, that was it. Was that was like sad walking down that 18th fairway. That was it. Was it? That was so. Much, it was a lot of golf in a short amount of time, but man, that was. Yeah, we did what? One hundred and. Uh, one hundred eight holes. One hundred eight holes. Yeah, one hundred eight holes in four days, like a little over. Yeah, like ninety, little, like seventy six hours or so. Jay, James, our host, he putted it <laughs> from he, eighty yards. He nutted his drive on eighteen. And he putted it from, yeah, like, yeah, I think eighty eighty five yards out on eighteen. He was like. He made a three putt par, I think. On no, he put it in the bunker. He put it in the okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to. I mean, it's a, it's ten o'clock at night here, and with them too. I think my other takeaway from with them was how compact it was. Yeah, like it, it. So you, it's kind of this, like it's a big clubhouse complex, but the way that it fits on the land. The first tee is right next to the pro shop. Yeah, I see what you mean. The putting green is is right there, like kind they had of a big range too, though. Yeah, yeah, they had a, like a little short, 
awesome short game facility, little par three course. Um, just I, I think out of all of them, they were all so different. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I don't think I have a favorite, but um, but I would say Litham was Litham was the hardest golf course. Yeah, if it they wanted to, be to tune it up to grow out the rough, we almost to grow every out the course rough, we played. Was that was not the other thing, like full rough. Yeah, I feel like. Birkdale probably had the most teeth of all the ones that we played at least this week. But Litham, if they want to just you know turn up the volume there, they can really get in people's heads. Yeah. I mean that was that was like a that was a uh, you get like Mike Davis out there with the USA, <laughs> like he could do some gnarly shit to that golf course. Yeah, I mean it's so kind of to wrap it up. Um, I think you guys have, like I mentioned earlier, you've heard of Liverpool, Litham, and uh, Birkdale. Uh, we think the other courses we've played here as well. And, and, and like I said, we, there's several more that we'd love to get to. Formby and yeah, Hillside. Formby and then... Um, Hillside were the top two recommendations that we didn't get to. We yeah. can't play every and like course. Hillside's right next to Birkdale. We did take the drone up and look at it a little bit. And it then Formby's kind of, I think, on the road... Towards Liverpool, like going to going to Royal Liverpool and Hoy Lake, so um, just the whole area. Yeah, I mean, you can play so much within. golf. Like you can't yeah. if you can if, and that's where I wouldn't have known how to get tee times and all these places how to do all that. If you use if you want to use a trip planner like Golf Breaks, they can help you get on all of these yeah. courses, and you're not. It's not costing, like I said, not costing you anymore. Uh, and it's not the same stress as far as trying to figure out, you know, if I play here at 9 o'clock, can I play here at 2 o'clock? You know, these guys yeah. know how, how long it takes to get around. I'll and, be honest. I've never... This is the first time I've ever been on, like, an organized, like, professionally organized yeah. trip. Like, normally it's just buddies and I bootstrapping it. And this was so much more enjoyable. And I felt like it was it was organized. Like, James was... So he kind of heads up their U.S. business. And like, he... It was so, like, like-minded. Like, yeah. like, you know, it was. It's just, people that know what, yeah. know what you. Like, you yeah. tell them what you want, and it's not somebody sitting behind a desk and trying you know, to steer you to the resorts that they're yeah, getting these exactly. kickbacks from. Yeah, or so. it's yeah, it's not like some big expensive package that is going to cost you way more than if you. It was it all about the golf, and then if you wanted to do other shit and like eat good meals and. That was there too, but the golf was first and foremost, and then you could you can even hire you can even hire drivers to yeah. them. Like they'll take yeah. care of your golf, yeah. your lodging, and your transportation, either it's rental car or whatnot. Um, so again, it's overwhelming sometimes to kind of, especially if you're starting from scratch. If you do want to start from scratch, hopefully, you know some of the courses that we talked about um, are on your radar and kind of help you help you start to plan that, but. Again, you can also just kind of pick and choose what courses you want to play. They can see what's available. Um, and like like Alex, the guy we play with from National Club Golfer at Birkdale, he um, like he's from the south, is it the southeast of England, the southwest of England, like the Cornwall, like Cornwall, and down there. And he was just talking about the courses down there. Yeah, we need that's what we need to like do next. Saint Saint Endod or something, and like. I was just like, dude, where do I sign up? Like, I know. That sounded spectacular too. So we can't get like a better like weather experience though than what we had. Like that's the thing. Is yeah, we hit the absolute. I kind of want it to just be like super shitty. Next you know, time. You, <laughs> then you're gonna be then you're gonna be realizing how good we had it for this yeah. time around. But um, anything else from the overall experience that we missed? No, I mean Brits are hilarious. <laughs> The best vocabulary, and they're so polite's not the right word, they're just so uh considerate of one another without even trying to be considerate. They're just naturally, I still haven't figured out what to say when they ask, You all right? You all right? You all right? Yeah, you okay? Huh? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine. Yes, yeah. thank you. I, and I guess that's got that's kind of a euphemism up here, yeah, in this part of the country, but um. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely a little bit of uh, I don't want to say resentment towards the south of of England. They, they there's rivalries. Oh yeah, there's rivalries. It's, very, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun to hear them talk about other people's accents too. There are so many different accents. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, yeah. There was a just this guy that came and hammered. Oh my god! This is <laughs> Scottish Bobby guy. This morning, he's down from Edinburgh. It's like seven a.m. We're leaving. We're leaving the hotel, and he's guy, arriving. Yeah, he, he's arriving bar. like straight from the bar or wherever the strip club, and and this dude like Solly just like kind of beelined it like over towards the door and like <laughs> stuck talking to this guy for. 15 minutes and like I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying he was, it was I was like kind of entertained and then he started talking and then he asked me how I felt about like American politics and I was just like oh shit like Avoid. cut the cord Avoid get me out of at here at all costs yeah so, so. alright I think that pretty much wraps it um, we're gonna bring James in here uh, here shortly to kind of yeah. tell you guys a bit more about uh, other trips that golf breaks can help you with as well, not just an England style trip. Um, so hopefully you guys find that beneficial. If you guys have any questions on the trip, email us solly at nolangup.com, tron at nolangup.com, tweet us, whatever, DM us, Instagram message, anything. Uh, we'll be glad to help. I, we, these, we do these, you know, obviously the trip was for personal enjoyment for us, but as well, we really want to build out our travel section and kind of. Uh, well, all right, so so going back, you said you've been to obviously you've been to Scotland and Ireland. Yep. You've been to Bandon as well. Mm-hmm. You've been to Streamsong. Yep. Like how would how would you say this was? So, I it's it's in the category of those. I refuse to rank one through yeah. five of all those because it's kind of pointless. But man, it's it's hard to. It, but just as far as the, like the similarities, yeah, the differences, same kind of style. It's different style of links golf, which I'm again. I'm, if you can't tell from this, I'm obsessed with links golf. It's different styles, yet, um, and it's cool to see the different styles and, and the, the extremes at one end versus kind of the. the uh, I, I think it was a softer style links than than what I'm used to have, have played, mostly probably due to the time of year. Um, but man, just to be on those places that are just fun to hang out with, just fun to be at where you can feel comfortable. Yeah. A lot of times when I go to a, to go to a course I haven't been to before, I just, I just in general feel uncomfortable. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I should be doing, but around here they make you feel so welcome that your whole time, your whole five, six hours you spent on the property is, you're not, you're not worrying enjoyment. about, yeah, you're not worrying about tiptoeing around. And no, like, you don't. Yeah, have to and like, this. I mean, Liverpool is, like really Liverpool for me was like I was like man like I felt like we spent eight hours there and I, I felt like we spent two days there yeah and it, was, it was just like just soaked up the experience I don't think I thought about anything else not anything about work or anything except else. your wife except, your... except for my beautiful <laughs> for like for like the entire time we were there it was awesome <laughs> um, I love you babe uh, but and then I would say if you're if you're an architecture nerd with them is like right under that was probably from an architecture perspective that was one of the yeah. probably top two or three coolest courses I've ever played yeah I'm not an architecture nerd I'm, I'd, I'd rather give feedback kind of on the experience because I'm not an expert enough on the architecture to speak on I would love to hear what architecture uh, golf course architects would say about some of these courses the criticisms that I maybe would not have noticed um but I, I, for me, the whole you guys have to have an attitude of, for links, just taking taking it as it is, and not expecting to feel comfortable on every shot, and just having to swallow your pride on a lot of shots. And I just I love that challenge. I love it. I love the thinking. I love and being able to putt from wherever you want. <laughs> it's it's addicting. It's a drug. Now you're gonna take that back to the states. You're gonna start putting from. I already everywhere. do it in the yeah. states, but I just can't. I can't get away with it. it like there were a couple instances where I putted out of the rough. Like, yeah, I felt like. Like, we got videos of that. We're it gonna... was like one of the ladies that I used to make fun of at my home club growing up. Like I was doing the same stuff. <laughs> a bad putt's better than a bad chip, though. So, yeah, we're definitely gonna clearly. This will be part two if you listen to this now. We're gonna break this up into two parts, but uh, we're gonna bring uh, James in as well to talk to you guys a bit about some other things. And otherwise, yeah, like I said, please let us know if you guys have any questions on anything. And hopefully, you guys found this valuable as you go. Again, I hope you find an incentive as well if you can't hear the way we're speaking about the experience to just bite the bullet and start planning this trip and go for it. It's uh, it's, it's it's some of the best golf experiences I think you can have. It's pretty easy to get to. It's well, doable, yeah. I mean, you can find a Manchester 
uh, I flew into London Heathrow. I got a direct from Miami. I think uh, like if you're ever in Boston, I think Virgin is starting a like a direct from Boston to Manchester a couple times a week. So you can fly over on that. Obviously from JFK, you can fly over. I mean, shit, you can find a cheap flight into Dublin and take the ferry over to Liverpool. I yeah. mean, there's it's like trains, planes, and automobiles. There's a ton, a ton of, of different ways to get here. So. so, all right, man, let's wrap it. Cool. Cheers to a great trip. Thank you, guys. All right, we're welcoming in James Summerside from Golf Breaks, who was our fantastic third this week. Taught us so many British phrases. Uh, how ready are you to get rid of us at this moment? <laughs> I'm ready to sleep. It's been uh, a long week and, uh, yeah, a lot of driving, but a good week. And, uh, yeah, we'll sleep well, I think. Is, and thank God we were driving. Yeah, it's, <laughs> driving on the left side of the road is terrifying. Like, I, I, I kind of forgot about that when I flew in. And, I was, and then, like, got in the car and like, holy shit. <laughs> we're going the wrong way. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then you come out of some of those roundabouts and then make another You don't know which turn. way's what. I'm like, yeah, like, it, it was like doing a dizzy bat relay or something like that. It was nuts. <laughs> Um, but man, it, so you said it was a lot of driving. See, for anyone listening to this from the states and for us, that was not that was not a lot of driving. It's really it's really how far was it from the Belfry to Liverpool? Mileage wise, it's not too far. Um, we sort of went in the evening, so there was a bit more traffic. It was probably took us uh, about an hour and a half in the end, maybe two hours. Um, but that was with sort of my ill sense of direction in Liverpool city centre which yeah. uh, probably added, <laughs> added 25 minutes to that journey it's all part of the experience but um, alright so anyone listening to this probably is at least remotely interested in planning some kind of trip uh, we talked a lot about how that could happen with England uh, what do you guys have going on at the moment kind of it, what, if, if our listeners are going to benefit something from listening to this what would you say well first of all tell us like Golf breaks, yeah. background. I jumped too far into who you guys yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, the company's been going for almost 20 years now, and it started uh, over here in the UK. Um, started very much almost doing Ryder Cup style matches. Um, so getting groups of guys going relatively local, staying within the UK, uh, places like the Belfry and Celtic Manor. Um, as the business grew and more people became interested in, in coming on board in terms of hotels and courses. Um, we sort of offered the wider UK and Ireland, Scotland market. Um, eventually, going into Europe, which we send most of our uh, most of our clients now are either UK to UK or UK to um, Spain and Portugal predominantly, but elsewhere in Europe. And then, recent years, we've sort of expanded then further to offer places like South Africa, Mauritius, um, obviously the US as well. So. Uh, we'll do a fair bit around the Masters, but then people going just to Florida or South Carolina um, or Arizona on, on their own breaks. Uh, and then a, a few years ago, sort of looked at the business model, and we've obviously got such great connections to um, all these courses and all these hotels uh, within the UK. It made sense to offer those uh, same packages to Americans wanting to come across. There was obviously a, a demand for uh, those courses, in particular in Scotland and Ireland originally, as we sort of joked about a bit this week, I think Scotland's the home of golf and, and everybody wants to wants to play there and every American or every other American I know thinks they've got an Irish uncle somewhere or, or cousin or heritage. So it's quite nice uh, to be able to offer those packages. But then obviously England's been one that uh, sometimes gets overshadowed. So it's quite nice this week to, to show off some of what I think is the best, best links golf anywhere in the world, um, let alone on our offerings, I think. I mean, you guys, how do you, how does the process work for setting up a trip? So if I want to set up a trip, do I tell you what I want to play, where I want to stay? Do you make suggestions on that? How does that, how does planning something like that work? It can sort of go either way. You can come with very direct, we want to go and play, you know, Burtdale, Wallace, the courses we played uh, today and we'll get you the best rates, we'll find you the best hotels, we'll sort out the ground transportation, all of that sort of stuff. Or you can come to us and say, hey, we want to go to Scotland, we've heard about this course, or we want to go to Ireland, we've heard about that course, or, or whatever it is. Um, and we can give you our expertise based on some of those courses, um, as, as we talked about this week, that places like Wallasey and 
West Lancs, which may not be on the, the tip of the tongue for um, you know, people, even people in the UK when they're looking at Lynx Golf. Um, our knowledge of, of those courses we, we think is pretty good and so very few people I think will play the, the, the calibre of the courses that we play particularly over a weekend you know it's a, a lot of intense golf but breaking up a trip to somewhere like a Burtdale and a Lytham with somewhere like a West Lanks and a Wallasey is something that you know, not everybody's going to know what those courses are um, so we're more than happy to sort of suggest and put things together um, if you want to go down that route it sounds so much sexier when you say <laughs> Wallace Wallace <laughs> he was butchering it right there he said we're not going to say it anymore until James comes West back Lanks. West Lancashire West Lancs. what's your favourite British saying that you've taught us this week that you that can be repeated <laughs> um, get a wiggle on was a good one when we were uh, we were running a, a bit, bit behind right. yeah get a wiggle on um, pissed up was a good one I can say pissed up because you guys use pissy and piss a lot more liberally than we do, <laughs> so that's okay. Um, yeah, there's a few, most of which probably aren't suitable for people on their morning commute. Yeah, you... I learned more more new like new uses <laughs> for familiar, already familiar four letter words this week. Which is... I've got a, my forte is self deprecation. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I can put them to good use in that way. I wrote a few down. Pissed up. Peckish and put the piss on them. Those are my favorite. Put the piss on them wasn't mine. That was Alex. That was Alex. Yeah. I still don't know what yeah. that means, but that Peckish was, cool. was, yeah, Peckish is a pretty regular one. We're talking to Todd as well. There's about eight different names for um, what you'd call a, a bread roll within about 20 miles. It all happened to be within, yeah, bat. We had a batch Bunch, this week. Batch. Um, a bun, uh, all of those things, a cob. So that was quite interesting. <laughs> um, just looking at all the menu choices this week and trying to decipher what you guys actually wanted versus what was written down. Good to hear. All right, for our U.S. listeners, uh, tell us a bit about the Mexico promotion you guys are doing. Yeah, so we've got a, a trip over to Mexico at the moment, a sweepstakes giveaway. We're trying to raise awareness a little bit that we're also now starting to offer some of the um, Caribbean and Mexico destinations, so in particular the Dominican Republic uh, and Mexico. So we, we're doing sweepstakes in the moment where you can win four nights, all-inclusive break uh, for two people. We'll sort out all the golf, all the hotels. You've just got to get yourself there. Um, so, yeah, all the details. We'll fire things out in a link. I think it's probably the best yep. way of doing it. Yeah, we'll share the link. And uh, But, yeah, it sounds like a pretty fantastic giveaway. And really, as far as, I mean, coming to a, coming to a place like England, like I was floored going through a company like Golf Breaks, and then I can't imagine organizing a golf trip to, say, Mexico or the Caribbean myself. <laughs> <laughs> With all the other variables down there, like yeah, like it was it was very necessary here, and it's like beyond necessary there. It's the local. Uh, well, we came to your home country, so we got the local the local treatment and the local knowledge. But you guys are you guys are have a ton of experience putting these kind of things together. So I think uh, like I've had several people tell me when they're trying to plan a trip, they don't they don't know where to start, they don't know what to do yeah. first. Or if you're going to the Caribbean or Mexico and you're going to stay in a particular resort, like they're more likely to, they're going to push you to play that resort or the concierge there. Like they're getting, you know, there's certain relationships there. Whereas they can come to you and say, Hey, you know, here's, here's kind of one or two courses I really want to play. Can we build a trip around that? Yeah. I think the big thing for us, and we talked about it again a bit this week is that there's a lot of elements that go into booking these travels, you know, somebody's got to sort the flights, somebody's got to sort the taxi from the airport, the hotel, the tea times, you know, as we sort of know, the, some of the tea times are variable today, and if you've got relationships with those golf courses, you can move them around a little bit, and, you know, it, it's, it couldn't be, you know, it can be 10, 12, 20 hours work for, you know, one or two guys to go and plan a trip like this, or you can just tell us what you want in 20 minutes, and, and we'll sort of sort it all out for you, so that's really what we, we're trying to get the message out there that there is there is somebody willing to to help you with these trips and that well, you know people at the clubs like you correct, you yeah. we go to the clubs you speak to somebody by name that you yeah. know and have a history with and that 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 makes a huge difference when you go like we i might not be able to call somebody up and get a tea time you know somebody and you may, they may and be like, like like i i've never been somebody so like i work in the hotel industry so like i've never been somebody that's Shit, I'm never gonna book another, another golf trip. To myself. You seem like one of the people that 
attaches onto a trip versus Again. planned. Yeah, that's probably true as well. It's <laughs> not the lead book He's on any But like, but but like, you might pay a little bit more going through you guys, but it was like the cost benefit analysis of and that. You might not pay. Yeah, even exactly. More, but but it's like it's like what you're gonna save like. 70 bucks in the long run or something like like just yeah. something like that versus like you're not gonna get stood up at a hotel or like if you have a problem you have some recourse with it with this like that was that was my thing it's like at the end of the day it's like money in the couch cushions as far as what you're gonna save doing it yourself and maybe the time say, element yeah yeah yeah. And, and yeah if you value your time at x per hour as well <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff and yeah just sanity too yeah, yeah. <laughs> as Sully says oh, we, we've dealt with these guys for 20 years so you know we get good rates at the, at the courses in particular as well so yeah it can work out a fair chunk cheaper going through us but yeah. it doesn't always but yeah it certainly will work out a hell of a lot of effort or a lot yeah. less effort sorry but you're not paying a bunch out of pocket no. to go with you guys no, like you, that was that was my big takeaway I was yeah. like yeah. shit like what's the downside here there it can seem good. like it when you look at it like a lump sum but then when you're breaking up your own costs as well and there's yeah it's I don't know this these trips are like you called it the trip of a lifetime earlier yeah. and it is I mean these, these weeks are weeks you'll you remember and talk about and joke about forever. I still have a text thread with my buddies from Scotland that we went to two years ago. And like it, these, these things should be done right. And if you're going to make the effort to come all the way across or the pond to come here, or going to go to Mexico, Dominican Republic, it's, you want somebody looking out after you and make, they want, you guys want your users to walk away saying they had a great experience. Yeah. That, that, that to, to yeah. you, to your, you know, your users is priceless because you guys are going to, you know, if something goes wrong at any point, you're going to remedy in some way. Yeah. So, like you said, there's recourse within it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, being in the being in the industry, like, that's that's everything. It's relationships. Like, having, not having to call into some, you know, call center and be like, you know, right. sit on a hold for a while versus just, you can call somebody up and say, hey, fix this. Yeah. You know, well, or, yeah. We had them, um, you know, we, for our UK business, we send people to the Middle East and, like, few weeks ago someone's taxi didn't turn up like imagine trying to book your own cab when your cab hasn't turned up in Dubai when you don't know the language trying to google taxi in Dubai, you know mm-hmm. like the call the, they actually got in touch through Facebook was straight on it sorted it out within five minutes and then a new cab turns up yeah. and it's that sort of thing where you don't want to feel the pressure as a right. you know someone to sort like yourself particularly you know with regards to Mexico and the Dominican at the moment like which may be new countries too, which may be a different language if you're in certain parts of those countries too. And like I said earlier, you can, people can, you know, say to you, I want to play this, 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 and this course. But if somebody doesn't know all the courses well, you guys know op- at least options to send people to. And we didn't come, we didn't start this, this, this trip like, hey, we want to play this, this, and this. You got, you came up with a lot of these courses that we played and we walked away blown away from, from all of them for the most part. So, Good. so. So talking about England too, like we were talking about, which other coast were you saying? Yeah, so down in Kent, you've obviously got Royal St George's where the Open is in 2020, um, and Prince's, which is right next door, you know, two fabulous venues down in Sandwich, which, um, you know, the accommodation is just on point there, it's everything set up for golf, it's like what you've experienced this, uh, this week, and it's dry because it's sandy, so, and it's a bit warmer because it's down on the south coast, um, although... We didn't quite need that uh, <laughs> this week. And then, yeah, so they're, they're sort of the linksy areas. Then you've got some of the areas closer to London, um, which are sort of the Surrey Heathland belt. So you've got places like Sunningdale and, and Fox Hills and, you know, near to where Wentworth is, where you know, people will be familiar with from tournaments in the past there. So um, there's a couple of really great golfing destinations in England. Um, and, and don't get us wrong, we, we do a lot of business with Scotland and Ireland and we're not trying to put people off right. going to those destinations. But, you know, if you've done there or you don't fancy Scotland or, you know, even if you're in London for the week and you want to tag on three days, you know, at the end of your business trip to go and stay at somewhere like the Grove with the British Masters last year, it's like 20 minutes from the central London. Right. You, know, you can get out there. It's a great location. You can go and play sort of 20 or 30 courses within an hour's drive from there. Um, yeah, it's just letting people know that it's not the the beer on end or to go and play St Andrews or Royal County Down or Portrush you know these places are great and we highly recommend them but yeah or some of these people I mean a lot of the people listening to this 
probably have played the you know some of them have yeah. played those courses yeah too. if you've done those a lot of our clients are pretty seasoned travellers I don't think yeah. you go to I don't think you go to these places on a whim like you, you yeah. they're going to be uh, you know a fair chunk of, of your budget to go and play anywhere in Scotland and Ireland or England so it's not something you do decide on the last minute so you've probably been there before or if not you've done a bit of research so um, yeah if you fancy somewhere else England you know, as far as I can turn has the best some of the best golf in, in the UK and some of sort of my favourite courses uh, of anywhere played in the world. Can we talk about your 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 cheeky forward? Cheeky is a four yeah I'm a four rescue. It's uh, I decided about two years ago that I'm not good enough to play long lines anymore, so I just replaced them um, and hit it from anywhere from about seventy yards in, I think. Um, and your eighty-five yard putt. I'm eighty-five yard putt. It's helping with the. It's, my chipping has has been a bit yippy, to to put it politely, um, and it's harder to to duff or thinner. Seventy five yards. The word <laughs> yip has been used way too often this week. It's, it's I thought horrible. I was. I kind of pulled myself back from the brink today. <laughs> you were a, a little, a little I mean, yippy at at uh, at, at uh, Walsley. I was uh, <laughs> still didn't say it right. No. Uh, the, like. I was, I think, eighth or ninth hole. Like I was getting to, I was rapidly approaching a dark, dark alley, <laughs> and there were gonna like there were demons coming for me. And then I, I kind of pulled myself back from the brink there. Um, Todd's comment when I took the wrong bat today, and uh, he had to use my love wedge. So I really like the way it sits really tight behind the ball. That's the exact reason I don't like it because that's where I hit, like not the ball behind it, and it digs in, it goes about two yards forward. That's why I don't carry a lob wedge. <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought it looked so sexy because I hadn't seen one in so long. There's not, there's not many easy places to chip from, at least from the courses that we kind of played from. No. You're better off taking the, the, the that's, four. That's why you have to putt it. That's why you have to putt it. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about three rounds away from buying one of those Odyssey chippers. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm so you already honest. started the trip playing yellow balls, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get out there, we're, we're like, hey, man, like, like, and like, we didn't know James all that well at this point. We're playing with him, and I'm like, man, like I'm gonna have to crop your balls like, every, out of these photos yes, because every people photo. are gonna absolutely light our asses up <laughs> on Twitter. You, was, you did warn us. I, I was so tempted to rock up in a white belt first, first round, <laughs> pink tea, yellow ball, just go go full whole hog. Well, but, actually, yeah. Can we talk about? So, I I did not feel like ironing my pants. On, oh uh, yeah, we got to talk about this. Uh, well, yeah. So somebody roasted me for wearing like rain pants on Thursday. People think roast my swing is now a, a full time yeah, thing. Like roast <laughs> my attire. And <laughs> yeah, and then and then yeah. So so Friday, I wore khakis. Just like these, you know, nice khakis that I have, and we we had gotten in relatively late to Liverpool. Checked into the hotel. And then, like, the last thing I wanted to do in the morning was iron my pants. Yeah. And, uh, and like, meanwhile, I'm trying to talk Solly into wearing a white belt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was disappointed he didn't. Like, it was, you had the blueberry outfit on. I did not have the blueberry outfit. I had the blue pants, and you wanted me to wear Blue pants with a white shirt, and he was like, man, like, white belt actually would look really good with this outfit today. And you said it would and I knew yeah. you were just messing with me. I didn't fall for it. Um, but what I really like is you've let it go. Like, <laughs> nearly three days later you're over the khaki pants comments. Well, so, yeah, so this guy... I'm going to find it. So Solly puts it out, so Solly puts a picture up on Instagram and people just start lighting me up. For Ryan T. Beach is Tron wearing Sun khaki jeans. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um... Laughing my ass up, Tim Cup. Laughing my ass up. Tron wearing those Kirkland signature <laughs> pants. Uh, Tron, you cannot be the arbiter of golf style and roll out in skinny jean khakis. Um, please, Matt Jarvis, your boy. Please tell Tron to take that three ring binder he calls a yardage book out of his skinny jean pocket. Uh, Jim Harbaugh saw how khakis look on you and decided today he can no longer wear khakis. Uh, where's the iron one? Was that on Twitter? What was that one? The ironing one. Did I say that one already? Ironing your pants. 
Oh, I, 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 I think somebody mentioned it offhand, yeah. but there was so, there was too many to to keep track of. But yeah, like I, I went, I went, like my game was a shell of itself <laughs> for about six holes after that. Like, like two holes later, you bring it up again. These pants aren't that bad, are they? Well, this is like on the heels of roast my swing. <laughs> I think it was mentioned on about the twelfth hole or something. In the final sort of seven. It was every third shot. Are these okay? Honestly, they, <laughs> I can get away with that. It's fine, isn't it? It's like, it was. Yeah, but then so head. then yesterday James James rolls up, like see him in the hotel lobby, and he's like, he's like, bitches, my outfit is on fleek today. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was. was. It was murdered out with a touch yeah. of gray to yeah. it, and then Sally was wearing the. The bone gray pants. The two kind of bone pants, yeah. You, I didn't get too much heat from you. I was very conservative in all of my dress this week because I was, I was with Trim well, on the Arbiter And I tried to... So I, I was at uh, I don't know, like one of the nine golfsmiths in Naples, Florida. Like, I, I thought the golf industry, like the golf like retail industry was absolutely dying until I went to Naples, Florida for a couple weeks. And there's like... There's a PGA Tour Superstore next to a golfsmith, next to like an Edwin Watts. Like it was insane, but they had, they had these gloves on on sale. I almost bought Sally a pair of Skechers for the trip over here, but then they had these Under Armour like blue and green like camo gloves on sale, and I bring it over to Sally, and he's like, "This thing's awesome." <laughs> I liked it. I, I mean, I, it worked. See, it kind of went with the blueberry outfit. It was, it was on Twitter. Jay Moore said, Tron's high on golf fashion and look, but forgot to iron his pants. Almost as whack as Baghdad Jerry's shoes. Which, yeah. So. Um, Push cart mafia. We didn't talk about Oh, that. shit. You're in. <laughs> Dude, yes. Like, my back and shoulders would have been jelly without that. I mean, we played 100 and, 108 yeah. holes in four days. It's cool. the courses here are, are designed for that kind. Like, yeah, a lot of places in the so that was yeah. So I like even some of the courses in the states. Like I, I've used the push cart like out of Essex and like a, like a couple other like old school classic designs in New England where it's like green and tee box are right next right. to each other. And even there, you still had to like worry about logistics. Of like, all right, I have to go around to this side. And, whereas here, it was just like, man, like. I, I will never carry my own bag again uh, if if I don't have to. Like, it was... I don't give a shit how it looks. Like, I... I it, that That's the part people need to get over because I've said this before on yeah. podcasts. Like, you... The, if, we're, if we're ranking, like, manliest yeah. things you can do, it's carry your own bag, then it's walk with a trolley, as they call them here, or a push cart. Third is have a caddy carry your bag for you. Fourth is yeah. ride in a cart. All right. So unless you walk with yeah. carrying your bag every single, and I'm round. not endorsing it for like NCAA championships, I do think it's bullshit that they're using a push cart there. Like, <laughs> I still think that sucks. Like competitive golf, I think you need to carry. You need to carry your bag. For me, it's if you're going to play a lot of golf. That's yeah. The key. If I'm going to walk 18 holes, I can I'll carry my bag. Exactly. But if I'm walking 36, no way. No exactly. Way. The single worst part about it is how bad it looks in photos. That's it the worst. ruins like so many some great golf course We need some Photoshop help for a lot of the photos and videos yeah. on this on this trip. So yeah, there were some yeah. I mean, people were throwing haymakers like oh like nice full cart. Like, I I brushed that off. Yeah, it's I like mean, I don't I don't I don't go play. Like, your like, opinion is wrong. Play ten me. rounds of golf yeah. over here and tell me you don't enjoy yeah. playing it with the trolley more often. So. so. I think that's it. I think that wraps it, man. That's well, almost... James, anything else to add? No. No, it's great to have you guys guys across. We need to do it again. And um, try and get the other two across at some point. Yeah, Neil and Big Randy. We you missed guys, you. Yeah. Yeah. Keep thinking of you. Solly, Solly called this like a, a spiritual pilgrimage. <laughs> which, that was really evocative of like a Randy take. So, we need to, we need to get your ass over here on we the We did trip. sit in the clubhouse at Liverpool and you said that Randy would have just like Randy would have just been fully erect the entire time 
So, so well, I I speak for I think I speak for Tron as well, saying thank you, James, for having us out for a truly special experience. Um, uh, yeah, can't yeah. endorse the 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 treatment we got for it and the courses that we played yeah. and the whole experience. Just, so. li- just like minded, like minded yeah. golf golfer probably will be a friend for yeah. a long time. Yeah, so. it was. Man, it's hard to say goodbye. But we got to. Cheers. Until next time. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.